commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your Holonet news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Please rate, share, and follow us on iTunes, Twitter, and Instagram to keep us broadcasting galaxy-wide. Without further ado, here is your news segment rundown for September 26, 2019. Join us for our Triple Force Friday special look, Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first, Walt Disney chairman and film executive Alan Horn tells Hollywood Reporter that Kathleen Kennedy will be partnering with MCU mega-producer and Star Wars superfan Kevin Feige on an all-new Star Wars film for the next era of Star Wars storytelling. Now for your hosts, Ben, Grant, and Adam to discuss. Rex, good luck, guy. Thanks very much um, for bringing us in there. Um, you two, uh, Grant and Adam, know much more about the Marvel comic universe than I do, so I, uh, I defer to you. Um, all I know is Feige's been running the show, and it's been pretty awesome. So, uh, what say you guys? I yeah, I love, I love, love, love. We've talked about it. It's like my second love is is comics, and the MCU is one of my favorite things. I mean, it's it's a it was an insane plan that somehow worked. Like I don't know, looking back, how you how he stuck that landing. Um, I'm somewhat apprehensive to have him dabbling in star wars um but at the same time i just you know star wars and marvel are not the same thing um and i kind of like these separate disparate series let's not try to tie everything in together um but if there's someone who can envision how to make tvs and movies work together uh you know synchronously it's it's him so I, i'm really of two minds so i'm not 100 percent either way how about you grant uh, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, there is a. I have a little excitement. I am because I feel like we might get a you know a rollout of you know films that are gonna you know take place each year again. We might get that kind of yearly Star yes. Wars again, yep. which is what. Whenever I see Feige, Feige's name, I just think about a larger rollout, more films. That's like immediately what I think. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. But I I still don't know what to make of it. I can't wait to hear more about the film. We know nothing at this point, so it's uh it's just kind of um just speculating of what it could be uh, two mega producers kathleen kennedy just incredible producer feige incredible producer we all we've watched all, all of us have watched these marvel films they've been so successful um i can't wait to see what he does in the star wars galaxy and i know he's a massive fan so that definitely uh kind of sways me to think this is going to be great yeah I, I mean i can speak to that a little bit um i was sort of perusing and found a post by user uh, lady dairy on um on uh, Reddit and um, that user posted a bunch of examples of his prominent um, Star Wars fandom, um, and I just thought I'd share that with folks here because it's um, uh, it's interesting. Um, apparently, when he visited with John Favreau um, to go check out the Mandalorian production, um, he was like losing his mind, and he like he had an encyclopedic knowledge of everything he was looking at. Um, within the Skywalker ranch and what was going on. Um, it also says that like, I mean, obviously like, like many filmmakers, um, Lucas was his hero, but, um, he went to the USC school of cinematic arts because Lucas went there, which is pretty hardcore. Um, also he, he saw the Phantom Menace 13 times in the theater. Um, what was your guys count on Phantom Menace? Cause I saw it a bunch of times too, but not 13. I got up to five. Yeah. 
I think I was yeah. around there too. Grant, yeah. how'd you do with Phantom? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was three or four times I saw it in the theaters. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I still love it today. I think it's one of the has some of the you know the best villain work in all of the films. I really yeah. love what they yeah. did with the villains in that film. And so, I was so ready to do the backstroke through another like Star Wars movie. I was just like, yes, put it in my veins. Like, just I just want to watch this new thing and be in it. You know, but thirteen times is pretty impressive. That is, yeah. I take back everything I said earlier. He should definitely have a Star Wars film. <laughs> like that's amazing. And the other thing I'll say is like, if if this if the Marvel um, movies are an indication, there's two things that make me very hopeful. The first is that he lets each movie have its own tone and an appropriate tone like towards the character, which I think is something that we need in, in Star Wars is multiple yeah. tones based on characters, based on storytelling. The other thing is the sheer amount, if you're a Marvel fan and you watch those movies, the amount of inside references and, and Easter eggs is through the roof. And so yeah. I can only imagine all the lore and references that are going to be there and they're going to be subtly put in. They're not going to be like shoehorned yeah. in that it's happened in the past, right? Yeah. So, that's why I'm jealous of you guys, because I, I know there's so many Easter eggs in these Marvel films, and you're both picking up on them, and I'm like, I really don't have any idea. I have just have sort of casual knowledge of all that. I right. can't, but, but with Star Wars, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to see that. A um, couple more facts were just thrown in there. He actually designed the Marvel, the latest Marvel logo to sort of mimic the Star Wars logo, which is pretty interesting, mm. because it was so striking and it made him happy, and he was like really sort of patterned after that. Um, and also, uh, his favorite character is Lobot, um, which is, you know, credit to the bald people out there. So I just, maybe we'll see some more Lobot. I don't know. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, had some other stuff. So, um, yeah. And he had a Sarlacc pit in his backyard. So whatever. That's right. Um, I heard he, I heard he had some right. serious, uh, memorabilia and kind of models. Like I heard he had a large kind of like, like skiff, sand skiff. I heard he had some really crazy giant sculptures and things like that. So. Yeah, takes a real fan to uh, you know accumulate that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, it takes a real fan to get to the level. I mean, of where he's at <laughs> today, right? You know, making yeah. films on the with the biggest budgets for the biggest you know people. So, um, I'm excited by it. The one question I have is maybe y'all know. Uh, so the the news about Kathleen Kennedy being a co producer was is news to me, um, or I guess I just missed it. I mean, isn't she technically always a like an executive producer on this stuff. Like I know, I mean, she was there with Ryan and Ram um, for last Jedi, but like, is she going to have a larger role in the Feige movie, a Feige movie? Uh, Yeah. She's, she's always been an executive. She's the president of Lucasfilm. She's always been an executive producer on all of these films. She is still the head of the brand. She is, she's controlling the franchise. From what my understanding, it seems like Feige is just partnering with her on one film. Yeah. uh, Right here. Uh Horn's telling us about, it seems like just, one film in the singular it doesn't sound like there's more films attached it's a series or it's what's what i've been thinking about is if they're going to have take a different stance on the structure of the universe building or the world building you know like if they're going yeah. to if they're going to make it more like the mcu where films are going to start being interconnected and you're going to see characters jumping in and out of different films and and synergy know, yeah staying for the long term with you know a 10 year kind of run and, and and having the same characters jumping around different films like i i don't know if that's what star wars should be no, but i I'll, am I'll, interested to see that <laughs> like i, I do want to know what that looks like in a weird way i will come out and say no please do not do that i it, like he caught lightning in a bottle with the mcu and like you can list for every MCU, there's ten failures. Look at the DC universe. Look at the. Does anyone remember the Universal Dark universe? Nope. 
Nope. Right. They're, that ended quickly. Yeah, after the mummy. <laughs> like, yeah. the, everything wants an interconnected universe. And I like the way Star Wars has done it so far, is that there is, like, there are characters, they will intersect, but it's not integral to the story. Um, right. Which is, all you need to do is basically do the Marvel films minus the Avengers. Right. Where there is slight inter- interconnection, oh, right, right. but it's not yeah. leading towards this Infinity Gauntlet thing. Like, you have, you have, but also... The other thing is we want to play around time, right? We want stories that take place during the Old Republic, stories that are flashbacks, things like this. So so I don't know. It makes me a little nervous if you start planning it out too much. Right. right. And the Hollywood Reporter quote, I mean, he's I, I believe there was a sentence there where he's like he really wanted to be in the universe, but do in the galaxy, but do something different, like really mm-hmm. do like explore a different area that hasn't been, you know, that hasn't been touched yet. Yeah. Um, so maybe it'll be a complete outlier. I mean, I, I see what you're saying on in one respect and that like you don't want it to be like an analog of the Marvel comic universe. But I mean, it's kind of that ships already sort of left port with Star Wars. Like there's a timeline, there's synergy, synergy, there are things going on. You know, I, I like the thing I like about it is that like it could take place, you know, as the same time as uh, I don't know, the the resistance is happening and yeah. like we never, but it doesn't cross paths with rogue one or, you know, the rebellion or anything like I would be into something like that. Um, yeah. and I think we're almost there. It's like where, when we've really saturated what we know about star Wars, I think we can start branching out and doing really exciting new things. And maybe he'll be the, um, you know, spear tip of that movement, um, which would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he has such an advantage if he wants to play, you know, uh, in certain areas of the timeline that we've already explored. Like, if he wants to play in the Republic era, he has a long, you know, relationship with Samuel Jackson and could easily make, uh, you know, uh, Mace Windu prequel <laughs> with, DH, with DH Samuel Jackson. I mean, he's he's been, you know, booking Sam Jackson for the last 10 years. Right. I'm sure he knows his schedule. Um, you know, right. he's, also, he's also connected to Sebastian Stan and a lot we, of fans. We know, we know um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson wants to play Mace Windu again. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. That's an interesting call there. Uh, yeah, it's also connected to Sebastian Stan. I mean, he's been booking him for movies for a long yeah. time now, and it's, yeah. everyone wants to see young Luke Skywalker. I don't know how Mark Hamill yeah. would feel about that, but uh, I know a lot of people have been asking about it. I know he, I know Mark Hamill yeah. is a fan of Sebastian Stan, and they get along great. Yeah. I know that, but um, I yeah, bet I, think he, yeah. he I bet Hamill would allow it, but he'd be so jealous he might pass away of jealousy. Right. And, and Dave Bautista. I mean, Feige is also connected to Dave Bautista, and everyone's been talking about Dave Bautista doing the Bane movie, and, and there's just there's yeah, Feige just is connected to so many, so many talented actors that you know we could. There, all those movies that we've been fantasizing about could actually happen with this producer. You know, well, yep. and I like that. I like that he's involved but not running the show. Does that make sense? Like, I, I love I the too. fact that he has Kathleen Kennedy's ear. So you have these, like you said, these two like uber producers, and you have Kathleen who knows Star Wars at its core. What right. it yeah. is creatively what it is as a business as well and then yeah. you have this what this, this, this just this this i mean this giant of creativity foggy there who can just give her ideas and they can right. sound use each other's soundboards which i think is just right. amazing it's how you make something that is wholly star wars in and of itself completely yeah. with and ben i agree with you with with one timeline that you can jump around in and play with a lot right i love that idea yeah. right I, I i worry aesthetically as well because my biggest kind of uh, nitpick about the Marvel films is that they uh, they kind of look superficial and plasticky, like height and wide plasticky. Like like the kind of armor looks like plastic. The um, 
the kind of the set deck looks a little too clean. Like right. it just it doesn't look like a lived in galaxy. No, but I think Feige's aware that he made it look like a comic book. Like like when yeah. I see Iron Man, Iron Man looks like how Iron Man to me. I always pictured Iron Man, and same with Captain America, except for the suit in the Avengers because that suit is garbage. But um, oh wow, yeah. Um, even though he does have America's ass. Um, <laughs> but like, so it doesn't bother me because I feel like that's Feige saying we're making comic book movies with a little more. Like, I actually like that better. I think that's why the DCU didn't fly so much is because they tried to make it quote unquote realistic, right? Like that right. super drab Superman costume didn't work. And the second they start making things looking like what they're supposed to, like they brighten up for Wonder Woman, they brighten up for Aquaman, you start having hits and Shazam, you start having hits on your side because you're creating what it is. And so I hope Feige is aware and I would trust him that he knows that, as you said, Grant, Star Wars is supposed to be a lived in dirty universe. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, I got off my soapbox. No, that's great. Um, so uh, we there's also been a report that Feige's reached out to a specific actor about playing a role in this film. And it could be clickbait. That could be a clickbait article for all we know. But um, I threw up a little poll on Twitter about like, you know, just some actors in the MCU that might make a cool Jedi on screen or a smuggler and whatnot. But is there, are there any actors that like pop out that you think would make a great star Wars character, like an iconic star Wars character from your Twitter yeah. post or, uh, just from the MCU in the yeah. world, just for, uh, actors who have already, you right. know, worked on projects in the, in the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I like one of the ones that you suggested, uh, Chadwick Boseman. I think he'd be great. Yeah. Uh, he'd be excellent. He's he's fantastic in everything he does, and um, yeah, I think I, I could see him in any number of roles. Yeah, I mean, if they want to skew younger, if he wants to do the kind of coming of age kind of mythological angle with a young character at the center of the story, I would love to see either like Zendaya or Tom Holland be cast in a film. That'd be great. Yeah, I could see them slotted in there super easy. I mean, they're they're fantastic actors. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to know my pick? Please go for it. Uh, Toby Jones. <laughs> okay. Does anyone know who Toby Jones is? To- the old Tobster is what we call him. Uh, no, and so I will be, I'll be completely honest because I'm also watching a show that he's in, but I think he's amazing. Uh, he's an English actor and he was in the first two Captain America films. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he played, um, why is it escaping me? He played the guy who ends up in the computer, which is driving me nuts that I can't think of. In uh, the computer? In in uh, Civil War. He ends up uh, in the computer in Civil War. That's right. Uh, and um, he's, he's the uh, Red uh, Skull's uh, right-hand scientist. Um, and it's driving me nuts. And I'm trying to, like, Saul as I'm, like, Googling very, very quickly. And it's really not working. He plays Zola. 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 Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I, I love that actor. And I think he could really play a fun alien character in the universe. Yeah, he'd be fantastic. I have I mean, uh, I have one more that, that wasn't on your list, um, but uh, Tilda Swinton. Ooh, oh, yeah, good pick. Uh, I love yeah, her yeah, everything, yeah. but um, I I think she could really do something unique in uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Be pretty cool. Just not anyone, not any of the core Avenger members, right? Like I feel like that would be super yeah. disjointing to see. Like, and I love Chris Evans, but imagine Chris Evans walking into a scene in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Like it's yeah. It took me long enough. Story. Yeah, exactly. It took me long enough to get over. Um, to to get over. Uh, uh, hey guys, my brain stopped working halfway through that sentence. Uh, Woody Harrelson. It took me oh, a while. Yeah, Woody Harrelson, which who I like in that movie quite a bit, but like it took me a while. He's an American treasure. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the problem is you put an American treasure in Star Wars and it's hard to yeah. suspend disbelief. It is. I mean, that's, that was actually one of my um, quips with uh, the prequels. It was like, there's too much star power yeah. there for me. I don't know. They, even um, even um, Padme Amidala um, is... Why can't I think of her name right Natalie now? Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Portman. Like, like that, I don't know. That that sort of was like, it was tough. And Samuel L. Jackson, too, honestly. Oh, yeah, now that, that it's done, fun. it's done. But like that, yeah. like Samuel L. Jackson was just being Samuel L. Jackson in a Jedi robe in like a temple. And um, it was sort of tough to, even for me, to suspend disbelief, which I'm the easiest person in the world to do that with. Yeah. If they did a Mace Windu trilogy, I'd be there for all three films. Oh, yeah. But, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but would be wearing amazing would be nice. Would be fun to see in a uh, Star Wars film. Uh or Tessa Thompson I think a, a few ep- uh you know 50 odd episodes back I was saying maybe we'd get a Sana Staros movie with right. Tessa Thompson. Like that That's would right. be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um Michael B Jordan is always oh, great yeah. in everything. Yep. Yep. Um cool. I think we hit hit a bunch of fun ideas there. Uh yeah. do you guys want to move on to our next segment? Let's do it. Do it. All right. Well, as everyone knows, it was the Triple Force Friday reveal today uh, on StarWars.com, and it was streaming uh, on other sites as well. And um, super cool. The host of the Star Wars show just went through uh, a lot of the new products that are coming out. We also got a reveal, tra- another story trailer for uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was super, super cool. Um, and a few, uh, two new characters in The Rise of Skywalker were teased in the, the product showcased, uh, showcase. So... I would love to just jump in. We can we can start with Fallen Order because that was kind of I think that trailer to, uh, was shown before they went through all the products and toys and things like that. So let's jump into Fallen Order and sure. that, that oh. story. Yeah, before we do that, I just thought it'd be good to to kind of mention um, why it's Triple Force Friday, right? Because every year it's usually called Force Friday and it comes out in October. They release toys, but because there's three big properties starting in the next couple of months, you have The Mandalorian. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order and The Rise of Skywalker, they're calling it wow. Triple Force Friday because there's toys coming out for all three lines. So it's pretty huge. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I was wondering why. It was, I thought it was some sort of math equation that was above my head. Um, that's <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, let's jump into Fallen Order. I, you know, I, I looked at that. I, I wasn't going to watch the trailer at all. And, um, and then you mentioned it, uh, Grant, before the episode. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. I'm so glad I did. Me too. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it's, I mean, obviously a really well-made trailer, but it seemed to really touch on all like the, the like things you need for a good star Wars like story. You know, they talked about it being, um, they were like, where do we go next? Which is like, that's great. Right. Like that quote was in there. There's beasts and animals we haven't seen before that you have to fight against. Yeah. Um, there's a big bad that looks like authentically terrifying. Yeah. And um and then you see the ship in action too, which is like geeked out over that ship. I really like that design. Yeah, I love that kind of that dorsal sail that it has. Mm-hmm. It's really, really yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, what jumped out to you guys? Uh dungeon crawling looks like it's gonna be a part <laughs> of this game, which I am so excited for and puzzle solving. Like I am I am so excited for that. I, I think I, yeah, and like and, and Ben, just to kind of echo what you said, the storytelling seems amazing. In that opening scene, when Cal gets, it seems like he gets rescued by, you know, the rest of, by Siri and the rest of the people that we're going to know. I actually got chills when, yes. when he's breathing heavy and the alien pilot's like, okay, put that thing away. Like the lightsaber. <laughs> like it felt like a very Star yeah. Wars moment to me. I felt like this is a hero's journey, right? Like it just yeah. felt awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, f- and from what we the brief kind of uh, dialogue we get about the story, it seems like Cal Kestis, the Jedi in the center of the tale, is searching for something that's precious to the Empire, and we don't know what that is. But he is. It looks like he's doing lots of temple puzzles to yes. find find what looks like probably an ancient artifact or an ancient yeah. relic of some sort. Uh, very very cool. Uh, yeah, and the second sister. Really... Yeah, the second yeah. sister looks so cool. Uh, we hear her voice, I think, for the first time in yeah. this trailer. And uh, she is wonderfully uh, intimidating. <laughs> like, it yeah. is deliciously bad. I love it. You mean Barris Oppie? Yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of fans speculated, yeah. right? They thought it was going to be Barris Oppie. But then I think uh, a member of the story group uh, dismissed those rumors and said there is, uh, it, it is not true. Uh, oh. Second sister is not Barris Oppie. So. Sure, because okay. no one would ever lie to keep a secret in Star Wars. It is not yeah. con. It is not <laughs> yeah. con. Oh, don't totally uh, not con. Oh, don't do that. That every time I'm like so excited for the uh, Rise of Skywalker, someone says that line, and I go, "Oh no!" <laughs> anyway, I hadn't heard the Barisafi rumor. That would be sweet. That'd yeah. be a really great tie-in. Because she, yeah, like before. I mean, just thinking about the second sister, they they just kind of get bullied by Vader and all the other, you know, things we see, and they get bullied by the um, the rebels and the show rebels uh, as well, and. Um, yeah, and uh, but like seeing her in this game though, she she's frightening. She's like terrifyingly strong, yeah. and um, that's to actually feel something in a video game, uh, especially a Star Wars video game, is totally new for me. I can't wait for this. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it looks exactly like the Star Wars game I've I've been wanting for a long, long time. Right. Yeah, we also get we also get another uh, Inquisitor revealed in this trailer, which is the ninth sister to that big hulking alien. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. sister also created by Charles Sewell. Oh, and, nifty. Uh, yeah, uh, she yeah. was great in the comic. Like she had a really big, you know, a really big uh, role in that Vader comic. And um, yeah, it was it was that's pretty awesome actually. I'm going to be in a cross country flight the day this game comes out, and that's going to be the longest cross country flight of my life. <laughs> I'll try not to like text you every five minutes about how awesome that game is. Actually, if you could just live stream it, and I'll just pay for the internet, I can just <laughs> watch you play it. Done. Done. <laughs> we'll make that happen. There's uh, other news in um, the Star Wars video game world. Um, the th- a new large content drop uh, happened for uh, Battlefront 2. Uh, Felucia is now live. Um, now you can play co-op with other people. I've heard really great reviews about that, um, which actually the three of us have been wanting to do. Um, so if you don't want to go up against, you know, the the masses on. Um, online you can go just play with your friends and um it, it's only with the uh clone wars era right now like they really yeah. listen to the the feedback or the you know critical mass of the feedback that mm-hmm. wanted clone wars content and so now they have five clone wars maps including Felucia. this one they dropped and so they have and they have more offerings for that than any other map so if you're a Clone Wars fan, you can wear whatever skin you want and be whatever clone trooper you want. There's multiple skins for the Separatists now. You can be mm. target practice skin um, for the Separatists, which is pretty amazing. Um, specifically, that they were shown in Camino, so there's a Camino map, so you can be like like you're one of the Separatists that rebelled. Uh, anyways, uh, so they, they had that, and then um, Clone Commandos, clone, clone Commandos were added, which um, a lot of fanboys were. Um, crying for um and i guess they're really tough and great so uh that game lives on um but I, i'm after borderlands came out i kind of put it down and um and it was nice to play a flawless game for a second um <laughs> or at least a, a well a well-released game 
and um, and then obviously we'll be moving on to uh, Jedi Fallen Order as soon as that that comes out too. So gonna set down Battlefront two for a second. Also, um, they they just released and I'm going to download this as well. Uh, Jedi Outcast, the 2002 game for four oh, and for um, uh, PC. So um, I'm gonna play that because I remember that game being hard. Mm-hmm. Really loving in the story um, with Kyle Katarn. Um, and, uh, so I'm going to check that out and play and that. The song. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, I gotta, I gotta read that. Back the dinosaur that. Sith Lord. <laughs> Why not? Uh, we have sharks and whales walking around. Why not dinosaurs? Yeah, I'm um, in. I'm in. Yeah. I, uh, also there's going to be toys for fallen order. I think the second sister and, uh, Cal Kestis toys were revealed. Um, Mandalorian toys revealed. Uh, but most importantly, we got two mm-hmm. toy reveals that, hint towards new characters in the rise of skywalker and that is with the black series c-3po there is packaged a character a small tiny little character named babu frick <laughs> um yep uh, with frick. Uh, <laughs> frick yeah <laughs> criffin frick all right um <laughs> he's cute he looks super cute and the internet it almost broke the internet i saw a lot of people tweeting about how cute this character is and it, it seems like it it outdid BB-8 and Dio, it's kind of the new, you know, cutest yeah. character. We we officially have our BB-8 or our Porg of this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Really? I thought, when I looked at it, I, I sort of, it looked like a dehydrated Ugnaught. I, I didn't find it that attractive. <laughs> I couldn't That's really see it. It was kind of blurry. I couldn't really see it. It looked like a baby Ewok, almost. It does. With no hair? Yeah. Or what if a Ewok married a... Uh, <laughs> and monkey nug- lizard or, or an ugnot is this what we get oh did i just break the podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> no we do just, know he's a he's a droid smith so yes. I, i'm right. wondering if he is like the most renowned droid you know uh maker in all of the galaxy or something like that you know to that effect um i'm wondering what his reputation is are we going to get the scene? Because we all know we get the scene with, with C-3PO with the red eyes pulling a triple zero. Um, is it going to be a Frankenstein lab segment with, <laughs> with Babu Frick running around pulling levers and trying to put 3PO back together? Could be. Oof, I would love that. Uh, yeah. we, also, we also see some furry little hands working on Kylo's helmet. Makes me think. Yes. Could Babu, Babu right. Frick be involved with the, the reforging right. of Kylo's helmet? Yeah. I mean, the other part of that that set, though, with C-3PO was he was wearing uh, Chewbacca's bandolier and had his bowcaster. Yeah. So you want to know my wild speculation? Yep. Go for it. He's going to Kashyyyk to get him out of retirement. He's going to pull he's going to pull Chewie away from his (laughs) wife. Mala, his son (laughs) and the grandfather, Itchy. (laughs) Itchy still alive. So everyone. Oh, yeah. He's that would be alive. so amazing. Oh, Itchy's still alive. Like, you become like a, oh my gosh, you have 200 years of just being like an old man. That would be so great. And his jawbone no longer closes, so. <laughs> uh, I, I will stand up and slow clap in the middle of the theater if they, if they go to Kashyyyk <laughs> and we get a Mala. And I've been wanting this since Solo, because I for sure thought we were going to get a Malo, Mala cameo in Solo, but we didn't. Oh, yeah. Especially when it, they put their foreheads together, it was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, Chewie's wife." I actually love this. You mentioned this a little bit um, before we started, and I, it never occurred to me, but it would add so much like de- like depth 
to Chewie's character. If he was just like, you know, he finally gets two seconds to catch his breath. He saved the rebellion again. They're rebuilding, but his best friend and life debt, you know, owner passed mm-hmm. away. And like, it just makes so much sense for that character to be like, I'm out. Like, I mean, I'm sure he still believes in the resistance and whatever, but like, at least he, maybe he takes like a, you know, a some sort of Wookiee retreat to just like yeah. go and like grieve and, you know, be with his warrior brethren, see his family for a while. Like, I don't know. That would, that would be a really cool thing. I just hope they don't kill him. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. They... Uh, yep. It worries me with the bandolier on C-3PO uh, yeah. that Chewie might find, you know, uh, kind of have a bad outcome at some point. Yeah. Only if they crush him with a planet like they did in the old EU <laughs> or a star or I can't remember, but like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, Oh, he did get smashed with a planet. It would take a planet to kill Chewbacca. Yeah. I mean, so that, yeah, spoiler alert, uh, in the EU Chewbacca dies and, um, no one talks about that, but especially none of the like EU fans. It's a bummer. Yeah. Um, of all the characters you're going to kill off. I, I really think it'd be, a waste for um lucasfilm to kill off uh chewbacca when he could easily be in a bunch more movies yeah. and be like really cheap fan service that would everyone would appreciate um yeah. but you never know they're you know they're dropping like flies out there of the legacy of the legacy kind of like i don't want to call them sidekicks but you know companion characters my vote not vote my guess because vote sounds like i want this my guess would be r2 yeah. yeah, yeah, I could, I could deal with that. I mean, he's supposed yeah. to be the keeper of the history, right? But maybe it's really three yep. PO downloads it and like has mm-hmm. its memories or something. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they give him a hero's death where he's just on a, he's like basically just trying to hold everything together while everyone's getting away. Like I will, yeah. cry. I, I'm crying now, and I just thought of it. Yeah, it even okay. yeah, I've been imagining scenes while you guys have been talking. It's like I, I can, I could see Chewie saving. Uh, Ray from Kylo and kind of maybe tumbling out of a, a, a ship with Kylo to, to get to get Ray to safety and and maybe then you get a big moment with Chewie where he's like you know roaring at Kylo and, and a really fun kind of actorly almost moment for yeah. Chewie that you've never had before. But then again, I just I that might that might just not work out at all. No, I'd rather see Chewbacca rip Kylo's arms off in the first scene, first act. That would be kind of great for me. But and also, then, imagine, and then like then Chewbacca's like I'm out and I'm done. To build on Grants, imagine if that's how Kylo gets pulled back to the light is through his uncle Chewie, and like oh. all we see, all we hear is Chewie speaking. You know, Shirawook. We do have no translation, but Adam right. Driver is such a good actor; he, he could sell it. Yeah, of of him being brought back by his uncle talking to him. Yeah, it would be like your colleagues, like, "Hey, I thought we were friends," like you yeah. just melt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I see it, but still, Kylo, yeah. I don't know, man. We're going to talk about him later. Oh, yeah. Or Chewie, yeah, or, yeah. I can see Chewie maybe fighting Kylo, but then Chewie can't kill can't, Kylo, can't kill but him. has the yeah. upper hand at some point. Yeah. yeah, that would be really interesting. Totally. Dramatic. Um, cool, so then we have another character that was teased in this Force Friday uh, reveal, and that is Bulio. And we only had a Lego figure of this character, but... uh Four large horns on his head. Looks like a big alien. Could be muscle. Could be a hired, you know, bodyguard. Uh, what do you guys make of that little Lego figure? Well, he looks cool. I, yeah. I think the most interesting fact of all this is that it's on the Falcon. It's like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. But hey, the more uh, the more aliens, the better, or more non-humans, I should say. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, interesting. I mean, this would go a lot of ways. It's like, what what are you doing on the Falcon, bro? Yeah. Right. It looks like he's wearing a flight suit, too, doesn't it? Yep, sure does. Like, um, yeah, actually, it looks like he's wearing a, a rebellion, a rebellion flight, flight, suit? flight suit. An orange yeah. rebellion flight suit. Cool. Yeah, like, is it a resistance flight suit? So is he just a resistance yeah. member? All right. Did they make him less interesting than he actually is? <laughs> than, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I, well, let's see. I mean, he's on there. Maybe he's a pilot. Maybe he's learning from Nine Nub. Who knows? You know, yeah. my Nine Nub needs proteges. He's clearly the best pilot in the galaxy now. So, yeah, he could, he could be he could be Lando's new companion. I mean, oh, yeah, be. or old companion that we just haven't seen. But yeah, right. That would be cool. Cool. A um, bunch more figures were shown. Uh, a little Funko kind of short film was also shown, and uh, it had Lando kind of reuniting with the Falcon. It was really really touching. Uh, <laughs> really? Beautiful an- animation. Yeah, really really fun. Really really touching. Uh, and I, I never thought I would you know have any there be any emotional weight in a funko pop movie but uh, yeah there was. <laughs> surprisingly enough there was okay can i can i end this on a on a bummer note go for sure. it sure <laughs> let's kill our good time that's great yeah so triple force friday is october 4th um and we and and in the past they've done midnight openings um someone messaged target to be like hey which stores are opening at midnight to which Target tweeted back, uh, we'll be open the following we'll be open October fourth at our regular hours. So apparently Target's not opening any of their stores at midnight for Triple Force Friday. Uh, well, you know what? That's probably all it's probably better that way. That's no I need to cause a panic. Thoroughly disagree with you. <laughs> Cause I will find with what stores are open within the Boston area and I will be there at midnight. So okay. I ordered I ordered uh, Sith Trooper already and um it said it would be coming to my house by October 1st. Ooh. Ah. Yeah. So. Interesting. I'm going to beat all the shoppers. That seems like cheating. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm excited to collect the nice. more troopers. Jet troopers. Yeah. Sith troopers. I'm very excited. All um, right, Adam, if, if you can find a midnight opening, I think we should all go. I think we should go, and we should bring recording equipment and interview people. All <laughs> right, <laughs> done. Yeah. And lightsaber fight in the parking lot. Yes, of course. That <laughs> which may or may not be that saying. That's every parking lot ever. <laughs> all right, uh, and a lot of the actors came for this for this Force Friday reveal show, and they're all just psyched to see you know themselves in toy form. Uh, super cool to see their reactions to that. Uh, which um, which actors? Uh, we had Oscar Isaac. We had Kerry Russell. Uh, uh, Pablo Pascal. Um, uh, I gotta go back and watch this. Yeah, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, every Naomi Aki. I mean, so many people. Um, it was really cool. Uh, I want to see show. Carrie Russell like on that stage, just like being a Star Wars person, and like no one knows who she is, but like just I just want to see that. That'd be cool. Yeah, she seems like she's the most tight lipped because her character is kind of the new character. Really, really cool costume design. Right. Uh, a lot of people have been speculating that it's, that the ship we see in leaving in the force awakens also seen in uh, the rise of skywalker teaser is her ship and that she's connected to ray in an interesting right. way she could have Very a much. massive massive influence and they're being awfully coy and quiet about her yeah. role it's like yeah. oh carrie yeah she's great it's also interesting because we haven't <laughs> seen a glimpse of her yet in any of the trailers right because we got naomi yeah. aki in the in the first trailer so it'll be interesting to see when the next trailer drops sometime in the next couple of weeks i think usually the the real the trailer actually drops sometime Usually, first couple weeks of October, because that's when tickets go on sale. Yeah, it'll so. be with, with Monday Night Football. And GMA is doing a big um, 
tour of uh, Rise of Resistance tomorrow morning, I think. Oh, uh, I saw yeah. news about that. Yeah. Oh, really? I'll have to that'll watch be fun. That. Yeah, it'll be tomorrow morning. We'll have to talk about that next week. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Or, and girls. So yeah. maybe a month out from that. I mean, I'm just kind of in a kind of OCD kind of calendar planning mode here. Uh, like maybe a month out from this GMA show today, we might get that trailer. You know, GMA is structuring it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's always that's the iffy trailer. That's a trailer like I don't know if I want to watch or not. But um, I know, but, but uh, I'll probably I'll fall on that sword for y'all. I cool. guarantee you, my wife will not, but uh, I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're and, in and a, probably with Monday Night Football, right? At some point, yes, it, it's always Monday Night. Tickets will go on sale immediately. Um, they went on sale. So Force Awakens went on sale October nineteenth of two thousand fifteen. Okay. I'm looking up uh, uh, when Last Jedi tickets. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, so probably it's going to be mid-October. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. I think that's fair. Mid to Which late. is just about a month, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. October 9th for Last Jedi. So first half, I guess, of October we'll probably get. It's coming up. It's coming yeah, right up on us. a couple of weeks. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's great. Anything else uh, happen in Triple Force Friday, uh, Grant, that we might have forgotten about? No, I think we covered most of it. Uh, uh, Warwick Davis obviously was hosting. Uh, he did a great job. Always fun to hear his stories about playing with action figures, writing letters to George Lucas, and just his whole childhood just totally immersed in Star Wars. So um, super fun to hear Warwick talk about Star Wars. Um, and that's about it. I mean, that was the show. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll uh, take a break um, and then come back with some comic news with Kyber Crystal Comic Corner. Kyber Crystal Comic Corner! Great. Uh, this is the segment where we talk about the comics. Uh, and for once, I feel like we're actually caught up. We have, uh, we have just talking about what came out yesterday. Uh, but that still is three comics. A lot of comics are coming out. It's kind of impressive the amount that they're putting out there. Um, but this week we had Jedi Fallen Order number two, Target Vader number three, and Age of Resistance Kylo Ren. Um, so let's start with Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, it's Dark Temple number two, Trapped on, on Totho by Rosenberg, Villanelli, Prianto, Sabino, and Manon. Um, here is my short summary, and this is gonna, I already apologize because I put in a lot of in-universe names and places, so good luck to me. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. After learning that the Filari are not the terrorists they've been painted as, Jedi Padawan Seri Junda and her new droid pal N3 Lo enact a dangerous plan to sneak into Antotho City filled with Dianto Da's men and inform the local government of their shocking development of the of these shocking developments. Things do not go well. That was that was laconic, my friend. Was, uh... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot going on in this issue. There's there a lot is. of dialogue in this yeah, issue. Lots of dialogue. <laughs> uh, I loved it though. And Siri Jinda is an incredible warrior, and I love that about her character. Like I could watch this character all day. Uh, uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite Jedi. Very, very cool. I mean, it's, it's so much fun just watching a Jedi being on a Jedi mission doing Jedi things, right? Like, we so rarely see that sometimes. Yeah. And she's so... I mean, the state of it, that she's in in this comic is so different from how we see her in the game that it's just, yeah. uh, just begging so many questions and there's so much mystery. I love it. 
yeah, lots a lot's happened to her between this and when we see her again in Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, but so we actually meet the natives of the Phylar Forest in this yeah. issue. Um, this is the first issue I read, so um, it's not as fresh as the other comics, but um, it's definitely the road to the rise of Skywalker. There's so many comics this week, and they're all super yeah. good. Um, yeah, yeah. This is this was super fun. The, the the combat in this issue was incredibly drawn. Like it was it was gorgeous. Yeah, I was blown away with the artwork in this. It's it's really visceral in such a, an amazing way. Like it is. It's the dialogue's good, and there's a lot of it, but I feel like it's one of those things. It's so well drawn that you could take the dialogue out of it and still follow what's happening based on the the facial expressions and the action. Yeah, um, really fun dialogue. Uh, we also get some. We still get more storyline with the second sister in this issue, yep. um, and that is continuing. And it looks like it's just two timelines, right? Just juxtaposed right next to each yes. other. Yes. Yes. Um, and I love that structure as well. I think that's just an awesome structure. So definitely worth reading. And we finally get our glimpse of the temple, but I believe we're gonna we're gonna start going through the, the snaking halls of that that kind of ancient temple. Which, That'll be fun. Which makes sense, right? Because it looks like a a big mechanic or part of the mechanic in Jedi Fallen Order is crawling through um is basically anthropology in some way, you know, Jedi anthropology. So it makes sense that they're gonna kinda sensitized us to that by introducing those elements in this prequel comic. Yeah. Um, cool. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I love yeah. this issue. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, I want to no, just keep no. the story uh, um, mysterious for everybody. But I want to ruin one thing, because we did have a bet, because the last issue ended with uh, someone um, coming up to the second sister with a lightsaber. And we remember we all said... We all guessed it? wrong. Oh, we all... I think I think Ben was the closest because Ben said it was some other uh, force user we hadn't seen yet. I think was his vote. Yep. Uh, you're half, you're some half country right. bumpkin. Yeah, it's someone we hadn't seen before, but not a force user. <laughs> Just a rando in the yeah. battlefield. I was like, that was the best direction they could have taken. And I was like, yes. this is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love this comic. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to revisit that before we move on. Yeah. We, we all wrong. we all lost. Ben got half credit. I'll take it. Half more than y'all. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, jump to the next comic. Yeah. Do Target Vader. Target Vader. Right. I'm framing this issue, guys. I'm framing it. <laughs> wow. Um, this was probably my favorite comic of the week. I don't know what you guys thought of it, but um, it's good. My, sum my summary for it is. Vader tracks Valance and his team to the hidden handout post on Heva, where Valance uses some old bot drones to turn the table on the Dark Lord. Dun, dun, dun. Perfect. I personally had trouble summarizing it because it was kind of like uh, the, 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 you know, I was going to say, like, his plan continues. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> And I couldn't, and I couldn't, and it's, and I felt bad because I really enjoyed the the issue because it was like a page turner. I think part of I was going to say I, old technology instead of bot drones, just mm -hmm. to not give give away that mystery. But the bot drones are just, you know, yeah. they're just bot drones. I think yeah. we can talk. Um, this issue was called the Trap. It was written by Robbie Thompson, of course, artist uh, Stefano Landini, colorist Niraj Menon, letter VCs Joe Caramagna, and cover artist was Nick Klein. Uh, this was an incredible issue. The ending was 
gorgeously mm-hmm. drawn. Uh, probably some of my favorite favorite panels in comics of recent. Uh, it goes. It's right up against some of the Greg Pak panels I've been uh, seeing lately. Uh, just I. It's it's so beautiful. This issue is awesome. Uh, Valance is. We explore more about Valance in the beginning. We know that he's been. He was in the Imperial uh, Army for a long time. Started as a pilot, and I guess in the Navy, and then went down to uh, a grunt on uh, as a foot soldier. Uh, we get all this kind of backstory and vader seems to be a pivotal character in his backstory we know that they've been butting heads for a long time and that they've been nemesis nemesis to each other but uh it seems like more is going to get revealed about that yes definitely yeah it's doing such a good job of slowly kind of pulling this stuff out and 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 revealing some of the stuff and then also building more intrigue like the big thing that took away is who the hell is Yurk? Oh yeah, we don't know who that is. It's not no. a, a, a uh, he or she is not a Tuscan Raider. Like we no. don't no. know what species Urk is. Um, right, uh, but Urk. But he or she says, "May the force be with us" to him or herself at, very quietly. So clearly, speaks huh. basic and quoting the force. So was oh, Urk not with Benthic at one point? Like two dudes? Were, were they not Maybe. partisans or something? I thought I saw Urk. Yeah. Maybe just on the streets of in Rogue One, I think I saw a character that looked a lot like Urk. I he would he or she would definitely um, fit in that in there, right? Like it, it would see like it would seem like something you would see in Rogue One, definitely. Uh, how do you how did you feel about Dengar in this issue, Adam? He's fine. He's there too. Huh. Uh, he so does not add nor except. subtract. He does not add nor subtract anything from the story. Doesn't he blow up Vader's ship though? Is, is that, that do they do that? Like an ad to me? I don't know. All right, details, details. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty awesome. I yeah, while complaining the entire time. Yeah. Does he actually? Who does? I don't know. I'm I'm looking back at the issue now. I thought he did. I think he does. No, because it's the what's his name? The the one who plays the alien, the Rio species alien who uh, who's piloting the uh, the drones. It is unclear. I'm not giving him the Ardinian. The Ardinian and driving the drones. I thought the drones were um, uh, retreating. I didn't think that. uh... Yeah, you're right. I don't know, but we don't see it happen in panel, and so I'm I can't quote on. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I guess he does at the very end. Well, yes. So yes, the drones are breaking off uh, their attack run, and then at the very end, it's Val. It's uh, it's uh, it's Dengar (laughs) and the uh, uh, Gamari. Yep. Fine. Stay on the leader. I love it. <laughs> the dialogue's incredible. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so beautiful. It uh, looks like they're all just going to start firing on Vader at the end of this issue, which yes. is awesome, which is the best way to end a comic. It is. I'm sure it will work and they will kill him. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, they got him this time. Yeah. But like, he's going to instantly I, pull Valance's rifle yes, and just end I, it. And it's funny because I keep making that joke about this about this comic, but I still every time I open it up about two pages and I forget about all of it, I'm completely engaged. And and at the end, I'm like, "How's it gonna? What's gonna happen?" <laughs> so it's it's really great storytelling. It's awesome. Loved it. Um, Kaloran. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. 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 Did this feel like a Darth Vader comic to you? Because it, it did to me. It felt like a lot of the... <laughs> yeah. It did. It did. Do you want me to... So here we go. It's, it's uh, Age of Resistance, Kylo Ren, Ren in Out of the Shadows by Taylor Kirk. 
uh, Hamshire, Guru EFX, Landham, and Noto. Um, and I think this one actually, Grant, you and I have come like kind of dueling summaries. Do you want me <laughs> to right. take it or do you want to run with it? No, you go first. And then All I'll right. So here's my Kylo Ren engages in what his grandfather once referred to as aggressive negotiations with the Benthany and in the process kills their god all in an attempt to prove himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful uh, description of what that, the, this issue was. Mine is super simple. Kylo Ren walks in the footsteps of Vader to succeed where he has failed and kill a god. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Poetry. Very Both well done. Poetry. Yes. Yes. I'm just so happy I remembered the line, aggressive negotiations from, <laughs> from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, there is some serious negotiations in this issue that I didn't even touch upon. but Because I felt like there was so much Vader in the issue. And I felt like there was, it was such a comparison between Vader and uh, Ben Solo. That I was... I was uh, just immersed. It was a beautiful story. It was great to see a bad A Kylo moment. Just him actually like kicking yes. butt, taking names, and um, a strange callback with the uh, Zillow Beast. Yeah, uh, yeah. If people want, there's a a great Zillow Beast arc. It's like essentially a Godzilla like homage in uh, Clone Wars, um, and the, so they have a Zillow Beast, and that is their god. Um, yep. Spoiler alert. Late, but. Uh, yeah, it was really cool, and it was just it was just good to see him taking names and doing Darth Vadery stuff. Yeah, yeah. There I was... mean, Grant had Grant caught this yesterday and texted us a specific right. uh, panel from the comic, and I was just like, "Whoa, I cannot wait!" Whoa. To this. Yeah, right. Because everyone's talking about you know Ben being redeemed in in the final movie here, and we have a panel where he's cut off an alien's legs, and he's literally taunting the alien, the legless alien. And uh, right. he says, "Not so tall without without legs." And yeah. that, I was like, "Wow, okay, this is a character that's going to get redeemed." I, I, I'm starting to think it. We're getting further away from that with this kind of behavior. Like it's almost yeah. unredeemable. There's Which really. Also, yeah. Oh, sorry. Please. No, no. You, you go. You go. No, well, because I, I wanted to gesture towards the end of the comic. At the the there's some really interesting stuff written about Kylo at the end. All right. So let I'll me put... say yeah one thing before that. So. There's also a very important um, kind of telling uh, a couple of panels about halfway through when he's when Kylo's getting on the shuttle to basically dive into the Zillow Beast's mouth. Um, he says, Captain Rutherford says to him, you can't prove anything to a dead man. And we get a single panel of Kylo stopping and turning and staring at Captain Rutherford and then getting on it. That's a very, that like, that's a choice as an yeah. artist, right? So yeah. I'm starting to go with Ben where he's actually that's him looking at him basically like, yes, I can, because I've been talking to my grandfather. Right. Like it almost <laughs> seems like it's yeah. a very like you don't yeah. know the power of the dark side look like it was very interesting that that I read a lot into those like three panels. You did. Yeah. That's really interesting because I mean, but that also speaks to there's like symmetry uh, yeah. between the, the, the two series with Vader and, and Kylo as far as like you're seeing both battles unfold and um that was interesting oh, yeah. vader, like, i was vader wondering was like how literal stoic. should we take this vader was also stoic and silent uh yeah. if you look at all the if you look at the original trilogy there's so many frames where vader is just silent and just looking about and i feel like that panel of kylo no dialogue bubbles for two uh, one panel around him it's like that's an active choice and that's vader like it's just it's more yeah. vader, uh overlap that i love Totally. Uh, jumps inside the Zillow Beast. 
<laughs> yep, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's also so can we can we get to the end now? Is yeah, that okay? absolutely. So we've had a couple nothing burgers, I think, for the ends of uh, a lot of these lately. But the Kylo Ren one, like, <laughs> spoke on like a meta level. Mm-hmm. I almost can I just read this one long paragraph real quick? Go for it. I mean, is yeah. that too much? I don't know. It's yeah, the, do at it. the crossroads. Because it's, I mean, it's sort of speaking to the Last Jedi criticizers is, is all I could s- sort of look at this. And really the state of the world and the state of Star Wars right now. And like, but through the lens of Kylo Ren. So I'll just do it quickly. Whether or not you believe Kylo Ren can be redeemed for what he's done, that is very, uh, that is the very crossroads he's at. Some view him as just scared little boy dealing with circumstances life gave him, searching for the light. Others see him as trying to live up to the legacy of his grandfather, seeking the dark. Others still fail somewhere in between. Whatever your feelings about Kylo Ren and his ability to be redeemed are or not, they're completely valid and true. We all see in Kylo Ren a different aspect of his tortured persona. Since each fan views Kylo Ren through their own personal experience, the many interpretations of the available information about him means that all of our perceptions are valid. Uh, Accent on all was theirs, not mine. The answer in the heart of the individual person bearing witness to Ben Solo's story, even if that feeling about Ben Solo is merely indifference to his plight. So two things there. Once is like automatically it's like, uh, let's have a little empathy here. Everyone's, you know, looks at this different and this is, you know, this is a character that goes all the way. So we obviously all agree on that. Um, But the interesting thing is I feel like we've been sleeping on Kylo. Yeah, he might be the chosen one. He might be like yeah, this troubled last true. Skywalker who's going to be yeah. the chosen one, but only when he's guided by Rey or something, the light of Rey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has infinite possibilities here. I mean, it's just, it, it could go in so many different ways, and his fate could tie in the fate of this, the galaxy or not. I mean, I've just been thinking not. I've sort of felt like, oh, Kylo, whatever, he'll be bad, he'll be good. It won't really, um, co- you know, contribute to the the ultimate end of this nine part series. I just think it's It's, Ray is going to decide it, you know? Yeah. It's felt like it's his, it's his individual story, not part of the larger story in a weird way. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like he has his own journey and path and it's important, but it won't play into the end other than being a foil or something or either being a foil or trying to help the true chosen one, you know? So it's interesting. They could totally pull the rug out from under us and say, no, he's actually the one. Yeah, he's the one. I mean, yeah, I've told, I I think his arc is just going to sort of end with a fizzle, and that's going to be it. Yeah. And when, come, when it comes to judging Kylo, I really only take into account, account murder. You know, like, I always look at, like, when he's actually truly hurting people. And uh, and that's kind of what I judge him by, because I know he just represents the troubled youth altogether. Yeah. And so I just want to really focus on what I think is irredeemable, which is, you know, uh, hurting other species and things like that. So I just look at I just look at that behavior and then I try to see how the rise of Skywalker can answer that in a way that makes yeah. sense. It's not because yeah. Vader, you still feel that pit in your stomach where it's like, he did some really bad stuff. Oh yeah. And, and Kylo, I, I'm beginning to feel that way again. And I'm worried about mm-hmm. that. that. That just results in the same end as Vader. Right. But he's emulated right. Vader his entire life. So if he has the exact same ending that Vader had, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> like it's yeah. still logically sound. Yeah. They also couched his story at the beginning of this as saying, like, he's just beginning to experience his turn to the dark side, which I I thought was interesting because, like, I feel like he's pretty far down that road. Mm -hmm. But they're saying he's just beginning, which is like, if you compare him with Anakin, I mean, I think we all agree he made the real turn to the dark side in Attack of the Clones when he slaughtered all the um, uh, 
the residents of that, the Tuscan yeah. Raider camp. Um, and like, they're about the same age. Like he's like attack of the clones age, right? A little older, I guess. Yeah. A little older, I think. Yeah. But, uh, s- still, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. So all the more reason, like, why is he just starting his turn, you know, his voyage down the dark side? Um, and then, but then they were obviously very ambivalent about it. They said, you know, he could, you know, maybe could he be redeemed? Is he going to go full Vader or is it going to be somewhere in between, which they, yeah. um, you know, laid which in they there, put there. as yeah. well. Yeah, choice as an option. It's interesting. Yeah, I I would take C right now. Which one of those? uh, After reading this, are are you leaning towards? Uh, What I want or what I think? Um, what you want? I want somewhere in the middle, and not not in the gray Jedi idea, but in a way of someone who maybe takes the Luke Skywalker approach and cuts himself off completely from the Force because of what he's done with it. That he uses it to help, but he also removes himself from it at the end. Right. What do you think will happen? Uh, I think he'll be redeemed. All right. Grant? I can see an ending, like a really dramatic theatrical ending where he dies like Vader died in this giant action, you know, set set, Mm -hmm. uh, set piece moment. But um, for me, I've always had like this one vision for Kylo where he gets like sequestered off too and left there and to his own devices and yeah. his, and deal with himself for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then possibly sees like the ghost of Han Solo and then the Falcon comes out of the mist and it's Ray and she gets him out of there. And but yeah. he's had time to really work stuff out. Like and we have a sense that yeah. he's been for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we get a time jump at the end. That's not yeah. that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I would love that. I would love to yeah. the characters and he had like gray mm-hmm. streaks in his hair, like that much time. Yeah. Interesting. And they sort of like, so we don't know what their adventures were before or after. We just yeah. know like, you know, decades went by and but they like, greet each other with a smile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just think like given what he's done, there's no redeemable path. Really? Yeah. I mean, you can't come back from killing your father. Um, or, you know, all the other people he's murdered in yeah. his, like, yeah. tirade. Like, there's there's really no coming back for that all the way. Like, no one's going to be like, it's okay, buddy. Like, it's not okay. No. Um, but but I do think his character is going to be more complex than just one or the other. I think so. Yeah, I hope so. Well, if he, if he killed Snoke, I can see him, like, going after Palpatine and at least initiating that fight. You know what I mean? And then Rey kill, uh, you know, destroys Palpatine or something. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think I, I, a lot of people and you know are speculating that it's going to be Ray and Kylo teaming up again in this next film. Mm, I don't know. But, we'll see. But I, yeah, but I don't. It'd be an interesting like storytelling that. call. It'd be interesting if like JJ was like, "Hey Ryan, yeah, so this is the way it's going to go, and there's going to be a team up between the two of them, and they're going to fight the Emperor." He's like, "Oh, that's a cool idea." Yeah, let me take that. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yoink, like, mine now. Yeah, yoink. Uh, try doing that now. Yeah, so, we'll see. That'd be great. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I posed this question last week, but like, why do you think Kylo's obsessed with the Ray? Like that's yeah. that's always been the thing that I find found most interesting. Like, is he, does he want to harness her power? Does he want to just rule the galaxy with her? Is there a romantic attraction? Is there some kind of like secret connection or familial bond? Like, what is like? There's something it's more. Become competition. Union. You know, yeah. like he's used to being the Force user. It's also someone who is specifically pulled directly to the dark side which is something he's been trying to do and fighting fighting for the entire time and he meets this person who automatically goes right because luke says you went straight to the dark yeah. yeah 
Yeah. I think this movie is going to be crazy, man. I, I can't wait. This thing is going to be bonkers. And by that, I mean, like, it's going to yeah. break down a lot of things that we've held sacred for a while yeah. and then never thought could happen in Star Wars. And it's going to probably flip out the internet, but I think it's going to be a great ride. I can't yeah. wait. Well, we'll, uh, we'll know in four days. Yeah. I will know if this podcast has actually ruined Star Wars for me yeah. based on how I interpret this. Because, like, I always go in dumb to these movies. I'm just like, nah, oh, whatever. We'll yeah. see. It'll be dope. And, like, I'll just be in the galaxy and it'll be fun. And now it's like we've, we've like, mapped out the garden of forking paths for, like, every character <laughs> of the it's series. And, and, like, you know, it'll be really hard to be surprised. But, I mean, yeah. I didn't see anything of Last Jedi coming um, going into that movie. Yeah. Um, even, you know what I, I mean, I had something in my mind, but, um, and it was, it was nothing like that. Um, yeah, but here. I, I loved it. I, you know, I, I left that, I love that. I left less Jedi being like, was this movie like better than empire strikes back? Like, honestly, that was, <laughs> that was how I was leaving that. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty important. It's a beautiful, you know, adage to old age and getting older. And, uh, I think there's just some really, really beautiful timeless themes in, in the last Jedi. And, uh, I agree. And I think it's going to yeah. age well. It's going to age really the well. Rise of Jedi, yeah. uh, Rise of Skywalker. Too. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's going to yeah. give it like the the context it desperately yeah. needs. Yeah. I mean, because it, that's also a very Ryan Johnson thing. He's like, well, I know how it ends. I'm going to tell this story, and it's going to fit into this puzzle in a certain way yeah. that I'm going to really, you know, look back on the series and love. And you know, I mean that, but like to the rest of us, like we don't have that lens that he has yet. Right. So. um I think, yeah, I think it'll... it'll well, a lot of Star Wars uh, movies end with someone surrendering themselves to the Force. Mm-hmm. I feel like The Last Jedi might be like the most uh, concentrated example of that idea. Right. And uh, that's kind of where most Star Wars... Even in The Force Awakens, Rey kind of surrendered. Not, not surrenders herself to the Force, but uh, just kind of utters the words and gets lost in it for a second. And it's mm-hmm. just, a lot of the movies end like that, and The Last Jedi is just a beautiful meditation on that. Yeah. What happens to Luke? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. You know we did it, guys. We sure we did. did it again. Um, another uh, episode down. Um, thanks everyone for listening to us. Um, this has been a great week. Um, the three of us are looking forward to a little uh, Core World News Retreat where we're going to uh, jump off on some new content um, that we're really excited about, and uh, pretty much just you know hang out and talk Star Wars for three days, which uh, is the best thing ever. So um, thank you all for listening to us. Um, Looking forward to what is to come. And uh, may the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always.